Hi, my name is Thomas Paul, and you better watch out because it's hot, it's steamy, and it's coming to your phone soon. Yes, it's my new blockbuster, Lucky Bitches. The story of two sexy English sisters from Maida Vale, Tom Santangelo and Nick Santangelo. Lucky Bitches. Thank you. That's my first bit of performing arts that I've done for this podcast. Welcome to episode six. There's no air in here and I'm gonna die. Open the door now. I'm suffocating. The air is on. Chris, you have no idea. I can't take it. Check, check, check. Just give me a fan. It's you in five minutes. It's unbelievable. I mean, I can't even think to answer a question. Yeah, that is literally me right now. I'm actually feeling really hot. I'm joined by Nick Levine, the wonderful, talented Nick Levine, journalist, icon, <laughs> gym enthusiast. Um, Poster of absolute shit on Instagram. I well, I you, you I think you're really funny on Instagram. Um, I always find it really weird. Like I was in one of the places I work at, and me, I was in like the office the other day, and this straight guy came up to me. He's like. I love all those old women you post on Instagram. <laughs> I was thinking, how do you appreciate like an Anthea Turner yeah. picture from 1994? But apparently well, it's more universal than I thought. Well, everybody, everybody remembers Anthea, <laughs> Snowflake. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because the theme of this episode is older women, <laughs> I've decided. Which I don't know if that you've been mind that, I don't know. But, um, which, is, which is quite pertinent, that. Experienced women. Experienced women, women of a certain age. Um, and the Prosecco I bought for us today is from Sainz. It's one of their winemaker selection, and it's got a screw top. So I can't, <laughs> so I can't, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this. Oh, it's still Ooh. making a noise. That is what you get, that is the pop for today. That click was quite satisfying though. It was, and we'll get, we'll still get the, Ooh, we still get that. Ooh, Ooh. it's last week. Um, it's the sound of decadence. It is. I feel very decadent. Last week I did with Kate Stewart, and I popped the bottle and almost popped her eye out. <laughs> Just doing your glass a lot smaller than mine. That speaks volumes, doesn't it? Um, so yes, welcome, Nick. Um, what are we toasting on this fine, hot, thirty-five degree? Well, this is semi-topical evening. because. Yeah. Um, Blind Date came back <gasps> it just, did. Re- just early this month yeah. with Paul O'Grady. So let's toast to the late great Scylla Black. Oh, to Scylla. And she'd approve because oh, she, she loves bubbles. So. She does. She's always on it. Well, she was always on it. Probably is now. Mm-hmm. In heaven. Mm-hmm. Bottle of champagne. Bottle of champagne. Oh, God, I love Scylla. And I can't believe, like, I still actually find it really surreal that she's she's passed on. Yeah, because she wasn't that old, is the thing. She wasn't that old, and she's just the one that you always thought would not die. Exactly. And because she's kind of just, like, part of the furniture. Like, she's just someone that's always been there. And, um, yeah, like, shocking. So, Nick, you, you're a, a journalist, a seasoned journalist. And, um, semi-seasoned. Semi-seasoned, and you work for... Seasoned, but still young-looking. Young-looking. I think you're quite young-looking. <laughs> you look like my sister's husband. Is that you, a good thing? Yeah, I think it's Do you like your sister's husband? Yeah, I love him. That's but I, I always... I actually want to send a screenshot of you to my sister and be like, doesn't he look like Pete? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> she's not really interested. She's like, yeah. But, um, so I can't remember when I first met you, but I feel like I might have met you at the gay times. 
magazine thing. Yeah. For the first time properly, flat in the yes. flesh. I think you're right. Because um, you work for Gay Times. Yes. And you work for NME. Yes. And oh, I did my research, I should know this. I get all these things mixed up. But that's at The Guardian, I'm pretty sure. No, oh, Time Out. Time Out. Time Out, that's a big one. Yeah. And I always, funnily enough, like on Wikipedia, this is a fun fact, I often scroll through Wikipedia and look at like, I don't know, like Black Heart Stooshi, I'll, I'll read. <laughs> or, or like uh, Mini Viva, I'll read like the article about I Left My Heart in Tokyo. And it's always like Nick Levine from Digital Spice says blah 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 blah. I think. If like, if any kind of pop group has a real kind of hardcore fan base, then mm-hmm. they add all those citations. So like. Yeah. Girls Aloud. Yeah. The Saturdays. Yeah. Um, from your earlier days when you were re- reviewing singles. Yeah. So they always spy. use you as like gospel. And it's like Nick Levine. It's quite it. strange. Like, I don't come across it very often, but sometimes people say to me, like, someone, what did I have recently? Like, someone I know was going to interview Ollie Murs. And yeah. She's like, you know a lot about Ollie Murs. Don't <laughs> and it's like, do I've, I? I've been on the Wikipedia. She's like, yeah, you're cited three times. Really? Do you yeah. get Google Alerts? <laughs> You've been mentioned on Wikipedia again. I mean, no one really does singles reviews anymore because obviously, no. like, the, the industry's changed so much. But when, when like, Rob Cox and I were at Digital Spy, like, yeah. a lot of places that did review music would be reviewing, like, indie stuff. Yeah. No one really bothered to, like, review, like, pop stuff. So there's a that's... disproportionate amount of pop songs from about 2007 to 2012. That's right, because we were the only ones who would like... Is you and Rob Cox. Yeah. And like, that's how I first knew your name, actually, Nick Levine. Well, I go. mean, there are many worse things to be <laughs> known for. Than yeah, and you and you interviewed if me you for... you can't speak French in 2008 or whatever. What a, what a song, which I hope <laughs> it is amongst your choices. Now, I, yeah, so I, and then I first met you because you interviewed me for Gay Times, which was fun. And we spoke about Scylla Black. You yes. managed to sho- shoehorn that yes. in. And she'd only just passed, I think, at that point, because she died in the August. Yes. And uh, and that I think our interview would have been late August. Yeah, so it was still raw. Really raw. Yeah. And you shoehorned that in, and yeah. I remember thinking, I like this guy. <laughs> I need to have him <laughs> have over. Do you know that's really bad interviewing technique? Because I shouldn't be wanting to... No, talk. you can't I, project yourself. No, no I shouldn't, it shouldn't be at all what I want to talk about. It should be what you want to talk about. Yeah. But I think, we'd probably, I think I'd probably ask all the questions that I needed to, and then we were just kind of having a laugh at Yeah. Because I am, I am a professional. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure you are. People, there are people listening. Oh, thank God, downstairs have turned their extract fan off because that was coming through the floor. Is that what? Oh, that sort of low hum. Oh, it's back on. Oh, oh God. Um, so I'm going to get really irritated because both the windows are closed and it is getting warmer in here. Mm. So maybe at some point I might have to open them. But I just thought for the introduction, I'll just have them closed. Oh God. You have been writing, I'd imagine, for. Since you, since that's been your career basically. Yeah. And how did you get into it? Did you study journalism? No. Did you do like English? Did you do drama? I did law. Law? Mm. Jesus Christ. Really? I know. I'm on edge now. <laughs> it's okay around. because I don't remember any of my degree. So you studied law. Yeah. And then the first thing you did, was it like a internship or did you sort of go straight into a, like freelance type? So yeah, I, well I finished my degree, I finished uni and then I I didn't know if I wanted to do something in the music industry, yeah. like something at a record label or in PR, yeah. or if I wanted to be a music journalist. I, right. wasn't, I wasn't totally sure. So I did, I had like a, I mean, to call it like an internship would be, you know, to make it sound much grander than it was. I had this really weird kind of like work experience thing where I worked for this 
little um, radio plugging company, so radio promotion. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. yeah, I was, I did this like little placement. It's really small firm. Yeah. It was like two people in mm-hmm. a woman's spare room in West Hampstead. Wow. And they had the, their big client was Katie Mellower. Oh wow! Okay. Who was actually really sweet. Yeah, um, we've got the same birthday. Oh, have you? She was actually really nice. I mean, obviously, like, aside from uh, the William Orbit album, the music's not really my thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of I did that for like a few months. It really was like a really basic kind of placement. Like, I didn't have a computer when mm-hmm. I went in the morning. Um, I used to have to go and get her Starbucks. Once I made her bed for her. Oh, that's nice. Um, she was a really nice woman and I still very occasionally see her around. But I did some, I did a work experience placement at Mojo. Oh yeah. The highlight of that was transcribing a two hour interview that a journalist did with this like old punk woman where they basically just got absolutely hammered over lunch. Oh God, really? And then Joe Strummer told me and I was like, really? I didn't know that you could like when you were doing, because I'd never transcribed anything before, so I thought every little thing had to be in, so I was like literally typing, um, uh. Oh no, uh, oh god, yeah. And so like, off, off the back of that, basically, I kind of had enough work experience to start applying for jobs, and I got my first proper job, which is at uh, Digital Spy. Yeah. And that's how it all started, basically. And here we are. And here we are. And fast forward. Fast forward. Three to four years, or maybe ten. <laughs> or or, or should, six months. Six. Fast forward six months. So, you have, are, you're always interviewing, like, incredible people, which I'm, I'm incredibly jealous because I, you know, I get to work with a few nice pop stars here and there, but you get to spend nice quality time with them and sit and chat. All this experience, have you have like, have you got like a top interview that you've ever done, like your most favorite? And have you got a worst? I have got a worst. Okay. <laughs> um, and do you know what, like, this is gonna, this is like the most I can bleep it out. It's alright. If, if, I'm sure if, if, if you. If well, you... not to name drop, but Martin McCutcheon asked me the same question yesterday when I interviewed her. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I just name dropped Martin, Martin McCutcheon. McCutcheon. Martin, yeah. Who was Who's really, on the comeback trail? Yeah, and was really, really nice. Um, but she asked it like. She... Do you know what, Nick? I'm just going to open the window. Because Is it too warm? It's too warm. I'm, I'm sweating. I'm sweaty, Betty. People are just, just going to have to handle it. There we go. Oh, yeah, that is better actually. A little bit. It's just air. So yeah, I've actually been inside Martine McCutcheon's house. No way. Yeah, because she had her husband uh, is a songwriter. He's really good, isn't he? Yeah, Jack. And um, we had a couple of sessions, and um, yeah, so and I think he works on her current music, mm. which I haven't heard actually. Is it good? It's very Radio too. Well, that's where. But it sounds her, honestly, her voice sounds so good. Yeah, which I've always really rated her. And it's kind of slightly like deepened with age slightly. Oh. And it sounds really, it just sounds really good. Because also another loose woman has launched a single today. <laughs> which I haven't heard actually. No, I've not heard it either. So let's just do a little exclusive of that. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it's not that bad. It sounds like, uh, like it sounds quite tropical. It's like vaguely contemporary. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, Katie. I, I like her. the vibrato. That was unexpected. That was great. What were we saying? Your best interview and your worst. You were telling Martin McCutcheon your your no, worst interview. No, is, I mean, I think it shows how uh, like how super nice Martin McCutcheon is. That like at the end of the interview, she kind of asked me some questions. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, obviously, like, I mean, why should she give a shit? No. Um, so yeah, what's my worst interview? What's my best? Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? The worst person I've interviewed, and I've interviewed this person twice. Tom Aspel. No, is someone who I actually do like as a as a kind of pop entity. Oh gosh. But she's not. I don't think she likes being interviewed, which is right. Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. Oh right, okay. She. I've interviewed her twice. Once on the phone and once face to face, and both times. You could just tell she didn't really want to be doing interviews. Right. The first time it was on the phone, and I had about 20 minutes with her, which is quite a decent amount of time with, um, especially an American star, like on the phone. Yeah. Uh, It's when she was promoting that solo album that had that amazing song on, We Break the Dawn. Oh, Break the Dawn. Amazing song. Um, So I was really enthusiastic about doing the interview, but within about three or four minutes, she'd like, I got through all my questions because she was just going, yeah. No. And so I, I laughed nervously because I was thinking, shit, like, I've got through my questions, I've got 15 minutes left and I haven't got anything to write. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why are you laughing at me? <gasps> and I was like, look, I'm really sorry, like, I'm just laughing I'm, nervously yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like, I, you're not giving me very long answers, I'm worried about not being able to write a piece. And she, honestly, it was like you flipped a switch and then she was, I wouldn't say, like, she was super nice after that, but she was fine, and she started giving better answers, and the interview was, was, was okay. Right, okay. The second time I interviewed her was about... Do um, you think she remembered you from the first time? No, I don't think so, because okay. it was just on the phone. But the second time, she was, it was when she was coming... She was coming to London to do Chicago. She was in it mm. for, like, a little stint. And at the same time, Kelly Rowland was on X Factor. Mm. So I asked all these questions about Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then I said, oh, have you had a chance to hang out with Kelly while while you're here because, and she was like are you suggesting I'm going to just hang out with Kelly so I'll get my pictures in the paper wow and I was like where did you get that from like what was where's she the must be very sensitive about it and I was like again I was really like really trying to say look, not honestly no because I didn't want the interview to be awkward and then she was like oh that's okay then and then she was fine again right okay. she's just really quite defensive I'm quite soft to be honest I don't ever mm. really ask anything that's really awkward or... me too and I, know, I don't write for anywhere that requires... Like, what's your worst interview? That's as hard as it gets for me. And I'm, I'm actually shocked that you named a name. I was like, you don't have to say anything. I'll play. I, um, no, I happily say that. I mean, honestly, I could honestly say, like, most people, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, they are talking about something they want to in theory. Yeah. And I'm lucky that I don't... I've never written for anyone who wants you to go in and ask horrible questions to right. people. So 95% of people have been... Great. Yeah, and these and some are, are really, really nice, and you just have a, a really nice time with them. And who's been the best? Who's been the best? Yes. Do you want a top up? Yeah, have a top up. Let's have a little bit more of this. I think if you think about like when you're when you're a kid, Ooh, yeah. I, I think this a lot actually. The pop stars you love as a, as a kid are the ones who kind of have a special place in your heart. Yeah. So even when someone new comes along, you can really think they're amazing. Like I think Lord's amazing, but. I would have had a different relationship with her if Lord had been around when I was 12 or 15 yeah. than now. Never meet your heroes. Yeah, well, yeah. So I think because I I really loved All Saints growing up, interviewing All Saints was a massive highlight for me. Yeah. Because obviously, like, they reminded me of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, getting the Saints and Sinners album for, like, Christmas one year. And yes. I had like, the unofficial calendar. Oh, yes. 
an official book. Yeah. I bought like combat trousers. And those kind of memories. Like, I mean, I remember like my sister being like, oh, there's this really shit song on the All Saints album. It's called Beauty Call. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, it's Booty Call. <laughs> and so stuff like that. So when you meet someone like that and yeah. they turn out to be really great, yeah. that's the ones that I think Life I enjoy the most. So you yeah. did All Saints. All Saints were amazing. I really yeah. loved doing them. And also, that's a nice story because they obviously had a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't know, there was a lot of controversy about them when they broke up, about they fell out over a jacket and things like that. <laughs> yeah. So obviously seeing them together as one must be really kind of heartwarming because it's like you don't really know if it's genuine but it, it really is like they're really happy it's all on their terms and they're sort of friends again. Well when the, the time I went to interview them was just as the album was coming out, the, yeah. the latest album. Red Flag? Is Red it Flag. Called? Yeah. Um, and as you say like they're just doing, what they do now is totally on their own terms like they knew they weren't going to come back and have like a massive like top five hit or something yeah so they didn't spend like spunk away loads of money on expensive videos or anything mm -hmm. they made the album um i think when they did their comeback gig at coco mm -hmm. i think they were probably genuinely surprised at like the warmth in the room yeah and now they've kind of built this thing where they're quite a like in-demand live at like they're doing quite a lot of festivals this summer yeah but it's all on their own terms like it's not like they're like desperate to be in the papers every day. They can yeah. just come together every few weeks and do a festival. It's just nice, I think. It's similar to Steps, even though they're yeah. completely different. It's like there's a genuine affection for them. Both Steps and All Saints have had like kind of aborted comebacks, mm. haven't they? Or Steps was quite big actually, but they didn't do a, a new album of original material. But All Saints did uh, Studio One. Studio One, yeah. Which I thought was quite a good album. I really like that album. I just think, I think what happened was... Oh, the Girls Aloud thing, wasn't it? Everyone thought they were ripping yeah. them off or something. And it had that kind of like, it had that kind of sort of reggae dancehall sound, which Lily Allen, had, Lily Allen had kind of done. And so people were like, oh, you're ripping off Lily Allen. Yeah. Probably it was recorded at a similar kind of time. Yeah, But theirs came later, so it looked as though, I yeah. think they got accused of like trying to copy Lily Allen. And, they didn't respond to that very well. I think their new album is kind of, I get like Cardigans kind of vibes. Yeah. Like it's like a William Orbity kind of as well. Julian, come and get a glass. <laughs> he just, yeah. he just texts me asking. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> get yourself a glass. Bossy? Not bossy. <sighs> Jesus Christ, it's hot in here, Jesus. It's so hot, it's hotter in there. Is it? Mm. Might have to take off a few things. Yeah. Dave! <laughs> Dave! <laughs> Rockin' with me! I'll give you another top up, Nick. Cheers. Cheers, Nick. To life, Yamas, Slant, whatever the Irish say. That's the thing, isn't is it? A... I don't know, I could be wrong. I don't know. Oh. Well, that it's is like a clarinet or something. Right. No, it's just music. Just music, okay. From one of my cunty neighbours. Right. Oh god, no, it's All Saints. So you interviewed them, amazing. I think, did you do, was it Debbie Harry? Was that the last thing I saw? I've done Debbie Harry. I've uh, done I, her. It, I've done her. I did. I did, I did her in April. Oh my god. She was quite amazing. Yeah, okay. Um, so it was at the Landmark Hotel, which is this Ooh. really fancy hotel opposite Marlborough Station. Yeah. And, um,. I was her first interview of the day, which I think helps sometimes because obviously she hadn't had to be talking for like five Fatigue hours. Fatigue hasn't set. Yeah, because it's really hard to talk for hours and end. Yeah. Um, and so I waited, I was in this room, it was like a suite upstairs that they'd kind of booked out for the interviews. Like yeah. she was staying in a different room mm -hmm. and Chris Stein was staying in another room as well because he was there. Amazing. And 
So I waited in this kind of suite on the sofa uh, with Debbie's PR, and she's like, oh, Debbie's just coming up, she's just woken up, like, yeah. um, they flew in last night, she's a little jet lag, blah, 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 blah. And suddenly, like, the doorbell rings, because this suite had a doorbell, like, ding dong. And she walked in, and she had, like, these sunglasses on, and was wearing, like, what I would call, like, a kind of, like, glamorous sweatsuit. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, like... Velour. Yeah, like, not kind of velour, but, like, it was kind of... Plush. Yeah, plush, and, like, mm. kind of silvery. Okay. And she's just like... She's like, hey, I'm Debbie, and she just sounds so New York. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, she was just really chilled out. Do you get nervous, like, that moment when the door goes and they're about to walk in the room? Do you, do you feel, like, a sense of, like, panic all of a sudden? Because this is, like, Debbie Harry. Yeah, right? I did. Like, I don't often get nervous, but that did make me nervous. Yeah, I mean, this is Debbie Harry who's, like, hung out with Andy Warhol. Yeah. And I feel like she doesn't... The thing is with Debbie Harry, like... I don't ever think she'd be rude or anything, but like she's not like a kind of like show busy star. She's not. Do you no. know what I mean? She's quite New York and she's quite cool. So I feel she's like so beautiful as well. Like, yeah, she is. Like ridiculously. Yeah, like her like her bone structure is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if she wasn't really feeling interviews that day, like yeah. she wouldn't be rude, but she wouldn't necessarily like, give you a lot. I think yeah, I think it wouldn't be in a rude way. It would be in a like I'm not feeling this. I'm, she'd be, be like quite a New York person about it. But she was really great, and um, she I did I did like I had like a, a really nice I had an hour with her basically because I was wow. doing interviews with two different people. Yeah. Um, which worked really well because it, the two interviews were extremely different. So I think she liked the fact that. It wasn't like an hour on one kind of topic. It was like, I asked about the new album, about touring, and then I did this thing, the Vice interview, which oh, is, yeah. you ask these kind of quite sort of random questions about people's views on life. And I think uh, she really liked doing that because it was- Interesting for her. Yeah. Rather than let's talk about your album, let's talk about your tour. Which I mean, and I think, cause obviously I asked that kind of stuff first. So she's kind of got that out of the way. Yeah. But like, just because you forget, like when someone is like that, like things are, it was a real insight into like what someone who's that famous is like. Like one of the questions for the Vice interview that I asked was, um, "Have you ever had a stalker?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I've had several." <laughs> of course she has, because to her it's like just something that she's had. Yeah. It happened. She's dealt with it. Oh my god. And was she quite blasé about it? Not blasé, because she when she spoke about she spoke very honestly about like what one of the stalkers was like, and she spoke spoke with a lot of sympathy towards the guy because he had mental health issues, and she mm. felt really sorry for him. Mm. Um, so she wasn't blasé about it at all, but it's just something that I guess she'd had in the 70s. It was 40 years ago. Yeah. She's processed it, moved on, and it's just something that you compartmentalise the way all of us kind of deal with our life experiences. Yeah. But because she is that kind of... She just seems very level-headed about it. Yeah, totally. And I kind of... At the end of the interview, I kind of made a bit of small talk with her. Oh, yeah. Um, just, well, because we were waiting for her next interview was with Chris Stein, so he kind of was about to come in. And I was like, yeah. oh... I've always wondered this, like, can you, in New York especially, can you, like, walk around? Can you, like, walk down the barrier and not get bothered? She's like, oh, yeah, sure, all the time. And she was like, um, just last night when we, like, flew in, I went to Selfridges and, like, it was fine. Um, until we got to the makeup counter. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, one of the girls behind the counter was like, oh, my mum loves you. And Debbie was like, oh. I no. fucking hate being told that. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah, she did it with a sense of humour, but... <laughs> I, I was walking down... Um, around Columbus Circle in New York, and uh, this small man with blonde spiky hair walked in front of me, he was wearing cowboy boots, and I was like, I recognise him from somewhere. And he'd obviously been in the same office that I'd been, because it was like a big lawyer firm, and it was uh, Rod Stewart. No way! And he was literally walking down the street like a normal And no person. one was? No one was batting an eyelid. And he was wearing sunglasses, and 
he just looked like a very sort of flashy guy, yeah. like just walking down the street. And around there, obviously, is quite a flashy area. It's near the Central Park, but um, he was just uh, happy as you like. You thought he'd be like bungled into a town car yeah. and like off to his hotel, but he was like stomping down the street, shorter than me, which is short. And I was like, text my mum. You never guess. <laughs> Sorry guys, you're going to be constantly interrupted by that because we're having to have the windows open because it's we're getting on for 11pm and it, it is still 26 degrees yeah. which is, that's insane like that would be a really hot day normally Yeah, if, if it had peaked at 26 today that would have been like a really nice Yeah, that would have been on the news Yeah but it peaked at like 36. Which is just insane. I can't stop, I can't keep talking about it. So, All Saints number one, and Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's just, I don't think she likes doing it. But you've interviewed a whole plethora. Have you ever interviewed Madonna? No. Is that some? Is that something you aspire to? Yeah. Or do you think it would ruin? I don't know if I really want to. Yeah. I know people who have, and I always ask. Yeah, if yeah, anyone yeah. I know has. Yeah, don't um, give her hydrangeas. It, it, it's, do you know what, the, the run of interviews she did for the last album, Rebel Heart, seemed like it was quite fun because she did this thing where, I think it was literally just one or two press days she did in New York where she had a bottle of tequila on the table. Oh my God. And really? she said to the journalist, if you ask a shit question, you have to have a shot. Uh... If I give a shit answer, I have to have a shot. And I think she was in a really kind of good place yeah. mood for those interviews. My favourite sort of interview is when um, Liza Minnelli did Home Shopping Network. <laughs> yes! Um, which I have here. One time only event. My pleasure to welcome that beautiful Liza Minnelli. Hi guys! <laughs> we have Doris in Georgia. Hi Doris, welcome to HSN. you with Liza Minnelli today. Oh, I'm so excited. Hi Georgia. Like That's the funniest thing. Do you think she's saying hi, Georgia, to the state? Or... Like the clothes? Oh yes, I got um, I got the blouse. The oh scarf. good. Oh good. Oh. Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. It was a great thrill. Well, it was thrilling to talk to you, and I'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so cute. I love her. My favorite thing from that home shopping interview thing was when. They ask her like how she came up with the clothes. Oh, molding clothes. Yeah. So she and she's like, oh, you know, like I had a stroke. I was stuck in my hospital bed. I just started working with clay. Oh no. And how does that? And how does working with clay lead you to create oh, this like range she's of like so cute? What dresses? Yeah, sassy like you know like sequined black caftans basically. Oh god, I love Liza Minnelli so much. What a woman. Do you like her album with the Pet Shop Boys? Oh, it's amazing. Isn't it? It's so good. Have you seen the Don't Drop Bombs video? Yes. Isn't that incredible? She, and she just, she looks so amazing in that video. Doesn't she? She's so fucking And the performances beautiful. are so on point. Yeah. Like her dancing. So awesome. sorry I said, that video was filmed in Hackney Town Hall. No way. No, sorry, Hackney Empire. I didn't know in, that. The, in the auditorium. Yeah. Everything about that, that era, she just, she looked amazing, the performances were incredible. Really the gorgeous. So yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, get, I really like the fact that I feel like in the last sort of three or four years it's kind of been rediscovered as yeah. a cult classic. Men of a certain, gay men of a certain yeah, exactly. age. Exactly. Who've got into positions of uh, sort of not power but influence are like, <laughs> actually, guys, you'll like what I like, <laughs> which is that album, which is called Results. Results. Which is amazing. It. Results. I love that, that dot, don't rock. Don't, don't drop, drop bombs. bombs. Song's amazing. Baby. 
And no so, more bombs. So sorry I said the lyrics are so... So sorry I said sometimes I come home after a night out, I would just watch that and weep. Yeah, because she cried. The skins I'd have to shed. I'd yeah, oh, but it's so it's so intense. And like just because of her history, and you just know, like I've got such a soft spot for her. She's incredible. Um, in a bottle pop first, we are going to pop a second <laughs> bottle. This has never happened. It's because it's so hot. It's because it's why. so hot. I'm gagging for this. This is just like water for me. So Nick bought me a lovely Prosecco from Marks and Spencer as well. Mm. We are plugging M&S on this podcast. I'm going to email them. Hopefully we'll get some sponsorship. Um, so thanks, Nick, for this. Oh, oh yes. um, And I'm going to mix it with this because I don't give. There we go. It's actually quite cool now. But let me top you up. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so at this stage, at this late stage... I normally ask my guests to, um, I give them my aux cable, um, and we, um, play three songs that you, um, you love, but get a bad rep. Um, Mm. um, yes, what is your first? Well, I, I mean, I don't know if these songs get, like... A bad rep. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're songs that I feel like should have... A little bit of a light shone on them, let's say. Okay. Is this basically the whole album result? <laughs> no, I should have picked that. I know. Now, the first one yeah. is Celebration mm. by Madonna. Mm-hmm. Which... Do not adjust your iPhones, your iPads, your Androids, whatever you're using to listen to this. At this point in the evening, my MacBook decided to overheat. Thank you, global warming. What I'm going to do is, I lost 40 minutes of audio, which is probably a good thing because I started getting pretty drunk and uh, talking about how much I fancied certain politicians, which I think is probably for the best that that's left out. But what I'm going to do is call Nick and I'm going to conduct the rest of the podcast over the phone apologies for the shitty sound quality but yeah bear with me hi yeah how are you hi nick hi i'm fine <laughs> oh my god i'm actually fine um but yeah as you as you were aware um for some reason i think it was the heat and the 35 degree sauna we were sitting in oh the, god yeah the um the, the MacBook overheated and I lost 40 minutes from the middle of the podcast. I've got the end where we're just chatting about old women, so that's fun. <laughs> um, and I've got the beginning, which is great because that's all nice. But we're missing your aux cable selection. Well, the first song that I picked is Celebration by Madonna. Oh, yeah. Which is... Uh, which was a, a new song she recorded for her last greatest hits album, I think in 2010. Yeah. Uh, and what is quite sad, really, what's probably going to happen is it could well be her last ever top 10 hit in the UK. Because oh. uh, obviously these days, Madonna's probably not going to have a hit because she's not going to get played on the radio. Yeah. Um, but Celebration came out at a time when she could still, like, put a song in the top 10. I think it made, like, number three, but basically the reason I picked it is it's... I mean, I'm not even going to pretend this is like one of Madonna's like 30 best songs or even like maybe even top 50, but it's kind of generic, quite tossed off, but still a banger. Is anybody- 
That was Celebration by Madonna. Wonderful. I love her. She's my favourite. Um, and your next song, Nick Levine. Well, yeah, like revisiting a topic from earlier yep. in the conversation. This is a Silla Black, <laughs> Black banger. Yeah. Um, so the song is Step Inside Love, which is one of her 60s hits. Step Inside but Love. Yeah, Step Inside Love. I picked the Almighty remix. So it's, it's not a kind of new remix, but I kind of, I discovered this when, after she died, I kind of wanted to play some filler, uh, for, for emotional reasons. You could talk about Cilla Black for hours on end. I know, you just shut me up. This is why I was at your flat last night. I know. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, and finally, your third song. Um, what did you pick? I picked um, Alexandra Burke. Oh, Let yes. Let It Go, which was the flop second single from her flop second album. Oh. Uh, I felt, do you know what, Alexandra Burke, if you think about how big she was for a while and how good she was as well yeah um, she used to like the first time was really good it had all those Red One productions on it and she made like proper pop videos with a dance routine and a theme and she would always deliver when she did like a TV performance next time so it's a shame really how it went to yeah. being really good to like not not great really quickly like when the second album came out it felt like you know her label maybe didn't care about her so much she was all kind of a bit more budget but this song is So thank you so much for your AUX cable selection. Um, they were three bangers. 
I have um, happened to um, recover the last 10 minutes or so of our podcast last night, which... Um, yeah, which I'm going to kind of make a sort of disclaimer. By now, we've been chatting for an extra hour, so <laughs> the, um, the inebriation levels were high, and I was trying to get Nick to play a game of Guess the Age of the Celebrity Woman, and I think it's halfway through and I just, you just, you'd got them all right at this point and I was asking you how old Patricia Routledge was, <laughs> which, which is so niche. Patricia Routledge, who, for those that don't know, is Hyacinth oh. Bouquet. And made a dame last year. And a dame, year. again, on this list there are four dames and surprisingly, oh. Why wasn't Cinder Black a dame? She was an MBE. That's really naughty. Do you, do you not agree? Yeah, I think, do you know what, sometimes, like, they... They, they miss people out. They take so long. Like, you know, like, the Queen just announced her latest, like, birthday list of honours. Wasn't it June... Whitfield, yeah. yeah. So she's 90, but, like, why did that not happen What's 10 years point? ago? What's the point? Yeah. How can you... Yeah, like, you can enjoy it for, like, 10 years. Yeah, like, why was... I mean, June Whitfield was as amazing 10 years ago. But then, Kristen Scott Thomas is a dame, and she's about 50-something. It's really An- bizarre. Angelina Jolie is oh, yeah. honorary, honorary dame. dame yeah. And she's, what, 40-something? I don't know. So, Patricia Routledge, is she older or younger than Julie Andrews? Uh, younger. She's 88. Shit, really? Yeah. 88? Take a drink, please. Mm. Take one for the team. I saw a picture of her when she got her she got her damehood thing. And she yeah. looked, I wouldn't have guessed that. Fucking amazing. Mm. So good. She did a documentary about Beatrix Potter recently. She loves Beatrix Potter. She loves it. Oh, I think this is the last of the Prosecco. Second bottle. You've drained it. We have. It's the heat. It is the fucking heat. Okay, Leslie Joseph. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dame Leslie fucking Joseph. Do you know what feels... I feel really... This this sounds like a really stupid thing to feel sad about. I feel really sad that, like, imagine, like, there's, like, a young... A 19-year-old gay now Mm. just getting into, like, on the scene or whatever, like, into pop culture. They wouldn't know who Leslie Joseph is. Yeah, I know. And they're missing out on so much. I know. Fifty Shades of Green. (laughs) Like, in the early days, it was so risque. Like, she was shagging constantly. And and all the double entendres. so hot. Yes. This is, I love this. My One of my flatmates is Greek and yeah. he moved to uh, England like about seven or eight years ago. So he didn't grow up with Birds of a Feather at all, but yeah. he watched it now and loves Dorian Gray. Yeah, He's well, of course like, she I was. love that woman. She's like Samantha Jones. So I love how she transcends kind of nationality. Yeah, and yeah. he wasn't I love like, her. Yeah, I, um, yeah, so Leslie Oh, she must be younger than that though. She's she is younger. Too. She is 71, the same age as Cher and Debbie Harry. Amazing. My one. Amazing fact about Leslie Joseph is her mum is still alive and last year had her 100th birthday because Fuck. Linda Robson posted a picture on Twitter. That is amazing. Because like her and Linda Robson, they're all actually really good friends in real life, which is so nice. And that is interesting because Cher's mum is still Ooh. alive and she's also nearly 100, isn't she? She was on RuPaul's Drag she's Race. She's great on Drag Race. Really good. I can't remember her name, but she's oh, got a country yeah. album now. But she just looks really, like you wouldn't think. No. She looks about 70. That's just down to genes. Yeah, it? exactly. Like Cher obviously has had a bit of help, but also there's a genetic thing. Yeah. Oh God, I love old women. Um, <laughs> okay, so Leslie Joseph, 71. Olivia Newton-John, older or younger? Olivia Newton-John, who is, this year has 
ascended into my top ten of all-time female artists. Like, I've become obsessed with her this year. Do you think there's something a bit strange with her that she's a, she's very underappreciated? She yeah. a lot of hits. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and I never, think that's the thing. People don't really acknowledge her. She's, and she's had so many hits, but she's had so many careers. So she yeah. had, like, the country thing. Then she did the sort of easy listening. Then she was in Greece. And then she was in Xanadu. And then she did physical. And then all of a sudden she's this big, like, sex symbol. And then it kind of peters off. But, like... All of the hits. I really got into. I did this whole Facebook post back in January. I came in from a night out and I was like, "Why is no one like living in jail?" And it was six in the morning, and I was like, I did this whole post and it was like a hundred words long, and it was like, "Guys, why does no one love Olivia Newton-John? She's this, she's that, she's this." And it, and I was really like adamant and really upset, and I was watching Xanadu and I was watching clips of Greece, and I was just like, she's literally like up there with. In my opinion, Cher and Madonna, yeah. she's the equivalent of that, but not celebrated as such. Mm. And like, I had like, when I woke up, I went to bed maybe about eight. <laughs> woke up at like one in the afternoon to like 10 text messages for all my friends be like, Tom, there's literally people dying. <laughs> or there are people starving. All this awful, th- all these awful things going on in the world. And you never post anything <laughs> on Facebook. And you posted this 100-word essay on why everybody should appreciate Olivia Newton-John. And, like, why not? I fucking love her. Like, you know, let's, light, let's lighten up, guys. Um, yeah, so Olivia Newton-John is 68. I didn't know because I know that she was... When she's playing, like, Sandy in Greece, she was... She was 30. Yeah, I knew she... But I didn't... So I, that was one of my key points in my essay. So I wrote... But you wouldn't have guessed, I don't think. No, I know, but exactly, that's the whole point. I was like... And she was 30 when she played a 16-year-old. That <laughs> is crazy. I know. <laughs> Fucking love Olivia Newton-John. I can't even say Does it. she tour? Um, if she came over and toured, people would pay more attention, maybe. So, she does. But obviously she lives in LA and Australia. So yeah. it's like, this is another part of the world for her. But she did come to London. and she, I think she's on Lewis Women. But Olivia Newton-John, everyone, if you're listening, yeah. you should listen to the Xanadu soundtrack. You should listen to Twist of Fate. You should listen to the album Physical is on and all her early country stuff. She's got a song called Love Song that's really beautiful. She's, she's got a so, very nice pure voice. And she's she? just so beautiful. Like, what yeah. And did you know her dad is like a, I think he's a German professor who invented something. I can't remember, but oh, I'll get right. back to you on that. But he's like, he's famous. He's got his own Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Olivia Newton-John, 68. She is the second youngest person on this list. Yeah. Moving on swiftly to Agneta Folsom. Oh. I can't even say that surname. Is Agnetta. she older or younger? I guess it's going to be quite close. Yeah. Because they're both kind of 70s stars. It's incredibly close. I wonder if she's a little older. Agneta is 67. Oh, so she's a little younger. She's a little younger. So you have to take a drink. This doesn't make any difference, really, at this, this point. Stage. At this late stage. And finally, Maggie Smith. How old? <laughs> I love Maggie Smith. I love Maggie. Mm. My first boss lives next door to Maggie Smith. Where's that? What part? It's on a square in Chelsea. No way, yeah. really? Mm. Of course she lives in a square in Chelsea. Which square in Chelsea is it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name. It's like a square, it's like the down the King's Road and Matt. 
Because I always used to ask him about this. I'd yeah. be like, oh. So you could camp out. Love I that. love Maggie Smith. I love when I love like when Down to was ending, and she did like a very. She never does many interviews, but she did like Graham Norton, and she's so rude about the show. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, um, so like, what can you tell us about the final season of Down to? And she's like, well, I don't know. I only read my bits in the script. <laughs> my favorite thing about her is that she did that Hook film in 1993, yes. and and in that film she aged up. Yeah and played a really old woman. So I always thought she was like 90 in 1993. So now she'd be like 120 or something like yeah. that. So for me, it was always really weird to see her continuing on with the Keep on going, going, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and in wow. Sister Act as well. Yes, no, that was around the same time. Yeah, people as well. often forget that, I think. Yeah, she was the like evil- Mother Superior. Mother Superior. Someone was actually saying that to me a few weeks ago, they were like, Oh yeah, and like they need to get someone to play like the evil one. It's like, oh yeah, it's Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Like what? I was like, yeah, it's Maggie. Professor McGonagall. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Best quote I've ever read about Maggie Smith was in some interview I read once. They said, she's got a face like a pair of scissors. Amazing. Yeah, I like that. I've never read anything as good as that. That's amazing. Maggie Smith is like a total one-off. Like I no don't one know else. enough Scottish people, you know. <laughs> it's really sad, isn't it? I really like Nicola Sturgeon. Because I am gonna. It's fucking hot, isn't it? It's, it's hot late. and I'm drunk. Um. So yeah, I think with the guess the age game, you uh, wiped the floor with me there. And at this point, I'm probably slurring my words. And <laughs> I don't really know what I'm saying. But um. I hope you had a nice time, Nick. Super fun. Considering how warm it is and how uncomfortable we both are right now and how I'd rather be in a swimming pool yeah. than drinking lukewarm Prosecco <laughs> in a room without windows. But it's been absolutely wonderful and I've we've got through yes. all of this. And we're now uh, sweating Prosecco basically. I am sweating Prosecco, I've had an absolutely wonderful time. Um, I actually can't remember. Oh, next week I have got the wonderful journalist, another journalist, Sophie Wilkinson. Oh. Uh, she will be replacing you on that settee there, and I'm sure we will be having an LGBT experience. Um, not too dissimilar <laughs> to this. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming all the way uh, on this ridiculously hot evening to my flat. And uh, I've had a lot of fun, and I will see you soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, Nick. Bye. Woo. Oh, that is lovely.